everything. Okay. Special guest Haley is going to be playing the voice of Fernando. Say hi, Fernando. Hi. What was that? Hi. One more time. Hi. Yeah. So say hi, I'm Haley. All right, so how was your week? Your week was good until the last like two days. Yes. And then you kind of, you got to turn the volume down. Make sure the volume's all the way down. Rookie move, it's okay. Um, <laughs> um, so today was a busy day. Yes. Today was, was tragically busy. Um, so what's up from Savannah, Georgia? Hey from California. And another one, hey from California. Chris says hi, Haley. Hey from Wisconsin, raining here too. Ah, uh, hey, Tom from Michigan. Um, no, the, the 600EX, we have, yes, I actually played with it the other day, briefly. Yeah. Um, it's the exact same radio as what it's replacing. Can you subscribe to us? Let's go to the subscription. I know. Fernando's having a there you go. There you go. Fernando's having a hard time here. I got a lot of Come on, man. Okay, so. We'll figure it out. You figure that out. Hey, yeah. from Atlanta. Um, uh, a bit of Pioneer news, though, uh, for you guys. The Pioneer has discontinued, or end of life, I should say, the NEX 1330 and the NEX 2330. They're both gone. Hey, Jason. Jason says hi. Hi. Says hi, Haley. Um, they've ended life. I'm looking at. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Haley. Sorry. Uh, they ended life though, so those are those are gone. They're never. So if there are any that you see on the internet or whatnot, or they have in stock, the supply is is dwindling. There you got it. I got it. Ooh, dang. Um, <laughs> so, but the replacements for them are going to be the 2440 and the. 1440 and those should be hitting the shelves here in the next couple weeks they're going to be the exact same radios as their predecessors they're not adding anything that we know of yet uh, they might even already have them on the website so you can go ahead and check those out if you want hey from trinidad and texas hey guys give a shout out to you Tasmania. um navy hey hey from mcdill right across the right across the road there from Barbados, always checking in. Alright, okay, Barbados. So the last one. Byron. Okay. Quick heads up guys, Audio Control updated their firmware for the DM608610 for PC users. iOS users have to wait about four weeks. Unless you're me, in which case they sent me the beta copy. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, so what, basically what he just said, or what Haley just read, is that there is an update for your DM608 and 810. That's going to break out the uh, adjustments so you have a lot more EQ to play with. Hey, John, what's going up? Ankle, is your ankle better? How are your ankle feeling? It hurts a lot. It hurts a lot. For those of you who don't know, Haley plays soccer, and she damaged her ankle two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Three yeah, weeks ago? Sure. Come on. So some effort here. I think, it, I think it's two and a half. Two and a half. I don't know. Anyways, uh, it was also the last week that she was going to play soccer, so we just taped it up really good, and she went off and played on a hurt ankle. Um, doctor was not real happy about it, but hey, you know what? Life goes on. Bermuda and Barbados, both watching. 
Okay. Hi from Phoenix. Okay. Thank you, Vincent. Go ahead. How do I hook up the pack Bluetooth retention harness in my Nissan Cube? Not my CP2, but the special harness for Nissans. What? How do I hook up the pack Bluetooth retention? Oh! Gotcha. So, Nissan, okay, so the question is how do I hook up my Bluetooth retention harness? That is the pack. BTSWCNI1, this guy right here. It literally just plugs in. You go to wherever the Bluetooth box is that's typically underneath one of the front two seats, unplug the main harness and plug this guy in. It's basically just a, a loop. And the reason for this existing is in the past, what you'd do is you'd actually go underneath the seat, pull the harness, cut the wires, and solder them together. This takes that out of the equation. But it's, it's really, that's all you gotta do and then you'll get your steering wheel control phone buttons to work. Is it? Gotcha. Ready? Yeah, go Is ahead. Is it okay to have my Alpine 149BT low pass crossover at 200,000? 200,000? 200,000? 200 yeah. Low pass? Low no pass. Well then, yeah, I mean, if you don't want it to, well, no. Why would you put it in? Okay, well, okay, yes. So the question, all right, so the question is, can I have my low-pass crossover turned up really, really high, in this case, 2,000 hertz? 200. Yeah, 200 hertz? 200, 200 hertz. Um, the only time I would do something like that is if I was going to run an amplifier that had a low-pass crossover on it that I wanted to use, and I couldn't shut off the one in my deck. 200 hertz is kind of high. It's not the end of the world. I mean, the highest I'll ever cross over a subwoofer is like 120-ish, maybe 150 tops. If it's an 8-inch or a small driver like that with not a lot of power, I could see doing 200 hertz, but... Yeah, okay, it probably means 200 hertz, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it just really depends what you're doing with it. I don't think... Yeah, I, I, I personally wouldn't, but you, you could. That's going to be a lot of mid-range in your woofer and not really sound good you probably heat the woofer up more than anything because the woofer is going to naturally roll off at some point so i mean does it sound good to you okay so i'm running an m500 10 inch type r um so what do you have the amp set to i guess would be the next question i mean if you're running that at 200 hertz and you have the amp crossed over at let's say 80 or 90 then you'll be fine Right, what do you got? What size tech flex for various gauge wires do you use? What size tem flex do we use? Um, can you see me? No? Okay, yeah, you can. So for the remote oh, turn on, we use an eighth inch blue, and then our number one is going to be the half inch. Um, we use a lot of half inch, which is this size right here. This will cover, and we get the, the, the loose weave, not the tight weave. Um, we get it from a, a, actually a place here, um, a place called Electra Duck. You can get them at electraduck.com. Uh, it's actually the place where we get it from Amazon. We found out we can just call and order it direct from them, which saves us a lot of time. Uh, but the half inch is the most popular size. And then, of course, we carry a one inch too. So, like when we do the P300s, um, we use a one inch that we cover that pigtail with. So, those are really the only three sizes we use. Oh, we also have a quarter inch, but the quarter inch isn't all that useful. 
Um, actually, pr I'm probably going to start ordering 3 eighths. So, there you go. Should I be using the crossover on my 5 channel amps or on my Pioneer AVH2800BS? So the nice thing about a 20, uh, so, gotta read a little louder. Louder, project your voice. Um, should I, and that's a real common question. Should I use the crossover on my amp or should I use the crossover on my radio? I prefer to use the one on the amplifier for customers' cars because then they can't get in there and mess things up. Not saying that they can't crawl up underneath the seat or something like that, but most of the time they're not going to. If it's your car and you know what's going on and you don't have to worry about anybody screwing with it, by all means, use the one in the radio. It's way more convenient. And the nice thing about a 2800 is a 2800 should have the save setting feature built into it so that if the battery's disconnected, it'll you can recall those settings back into the radio, which is awesome. That's the other reason why a lot of the times we set up the amplifier because like if you're using like a 4200 NEX or something like that that doesn't have memory, you lose all those settings when they disconnect power, which it could be bad because if you don't know to turn your crossovers back on, you know, you had your battery disconnected because you just got your car worked on and then it's everything's playing full range and you blow speakers. So, you know, and the other situation would be is if you set your amplifier, like the gentleman was asking about the 200 hertz, if you set it to a point to where like it's a safety gap. So, like if you're going to cross your subwoofer over at let's say 80 hertz for example, if you set it to 90 or 100 hertz uh, on the amplifier, you're still going to have plenty of throw with the radio to play with, but if anything bad happens, worst case it's going to play at 100 hertz. Okay, what you got? Okay, recently back to y'all on Patreon. Question, Pioneer and Maestro didn't keep factory Bluetooth. Do I have to use aux from black box to radio? The only time you have to use the aux jack from the from the maestro. So the question is, you have a maestro and it's got that aux jack that that plugs into the radio. And what that's used for is if your car has anything like backup sensors, it's going to create a chime or a buzz. Or you have a factory aux jack, or you have some form of factory phone interface that you're going to want to retain. If you don't want to retain those, or you don't have any backup sensors. <coughs> then no, you don't actually have to plug that in. You can use your aux jack for whatever you like on the back of your radio. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Hey, do all Alpine stereos have the same harness? Does the KTP445A just plug in between as an instant power adder, or do you still have to run some wires? Uh, all Alpines use the same wiring harness, and it is just made to plug and play. It is the true plug and play amplifier. Just done. Good to go. Sorry, I got ahead of the game here, apparently. <laughs> Hi, guys. Is there a difference in sound hey, using a tube and or slotted box? You know, when I built boxes religiously, I would only use a slot. I love slot ports, mainly because they were I had it readily available. I would just, I would never use a tube port. So... I don't honestly think there's much of a difference. I, some people sit there and complain that you get, you might get a whooshing sound. Never heard that. Um, plenty of boxes come with tube ports, but I myself personally prefer the slot port. I feel you can do a lot more with that than you can a tube port. But then again, when you look at like the SPL guys, they get those giant 10-inch ports. Those are pretty impressive. So I guess it all depends on what you're trying to do. If you need to get something like a flange, big port, then that would probably be the way to go. 
if you're just building a box, let's say a normal use box, then I would stick with a slot board. You can also, you know, round the end of the box and, you know, do a really nice job with that on a slot port too. Chris says, looks like crappy weather out there. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of that time of the day, like, it's starting to get dark, so probably by the time the show is over, it'll be dark out, but, yeah, it's been kind of gray all day today. Ready? Yep. Okay. I got engine noise in my speakers coming from my amp. It decreases when I turn the gain down or remove the RCAs. It's on a good ground. Any other suggestions on what, what's causing it radio RCAs? So there's a lot of different ways that you get engine noise. Some of it is product and some of it, meaning equipment, some of it is bad RCAs, some of it is just installation. What's up, man? Hey. Um, so what's the, what's the pack noise filter? So PAC makes the SNI-1 noise filter. It's a simple line input RCA noise filter that it's a quick check to see if you're getting it through the signal or like if there's actual ground loop coming from, from the amplifier. So if you pick one of those up, SNI-1 noise filter, you can plug it in. Nine times out of 10, that's gonna fix the noise problem. From there, if you want to remedy it totally, you have to figure out, is it a, like a piece of equipment, like the amplifier, might, there might be something wrong with the amplifier, or the amplifier might not just be built with shielding in it. Or two, is there something wrong behind the radio? Meaning, is, is the radio properly grounded? Is it pulling a ground through the uh, speaker, th through the RCAs and whatnot? A lot of the times, it's, we find that the amplifiers just don't have enough shielding built into them to prevent the noise that's, that's coming in. Um, especially if you're turning up and down the gain, you may want to think about, there again, without knowing the equipment, you could also just have a radio that has a really low voltage output, like a 2 volt or something smaller, and you're picking up noise because you're having to turn up your gain so high. Okay, besides RMS rating, what else should I be looking for when buying speakers to match the amp example frequency, range, sensitivity, decibel, so on, so on? So the sensitivity of the speaker is going to tell you, like, how loud it's going to be. Um, at the, so this is a tough one. Frequency response is nice, but most of the time when you look at, a, like, a mid-range, they're, they're giving you a frequency response that's way lower than the speaker is actually capable of playing. RMS also doesn't tell the whole story because a lot of the time the RMS is a full frequency sound that you're, the full frequency power rating. So from 20 to 20, and you're not gonna be playing it like that. So it says it has a 45 watt power handling. You're only gonna be playing it, let's say from 120 all the way up. So it's gonna increase the power handling because you're actively crossing over and limiting the frequencies that get to the speaker, thus slowing down the movement so it can handle a little bit more power. You know, at the end of the day, have a great evening, Jason. Thank you. Say hi to your son. Birthday party, awesome. Um, Hey, JT1. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's really hard to, to say what makes a great speaker great without actually just kind of listening to it or, or taking advice from somebody that knows what they're talking about. You know, we, we say it all the time, you could, you know, when we're setting up a car, we can use all these amazing tools, these RTAs, these SMD products and all that, and, and dial it in electronically or electrically, and then we hear it, and it's like, oh, that sounds terrible. What did we do? So then we have to go and actually, you know, move dials and turn things. I've had some really cheap speakers sound great compared to really expensive speakers, and I've had some really expensive speakers 
like, oh my gosh, that is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. So nine times out of 10, price does dictate sound quality, but looking for something on paper is, is gonna be hard, very hard. Okay, is there a hardness to add on an amp for the stock stereo on a 2013 Accord? Ooh, off the top of my head, I don't know of one, no. Real quick, any news on the Alpine Halo 9? I, okay, yes, we have the Halo 9, and we have a video that we're trying to shoot on it right now. This week was just really, really, really busy. Uh, so we had a lot of things happen after work, like Thursday. I, I didn't post a video because we went somewhere uh, as a family. Um, yeah. Thursday. You're welcome. Yeah, so... Best time of my life. Best time of your life. Uh, yes, it was. So... Hopefully next week we'll get you guys uh, your the Halo the Halo video that we're planning. Um, also, real quick, next week is we're gonna have two Monday we're gonna have the Monday live show on Facebook, and we're gonna have another Tuesday live with a special guest from Alpine. So we have a product specialist from Alpine coming in Tuesday. We're gonna do a live show with him. Uh, we have some questions we want to ask him. We're going to find out all about him like we do when we have guests on. And then, of course, if we have time, we're going to take some questions from you guys. If you guys have any Alpine questions, and, of course, you don't do the Facebook thing, which I totally understand, ask him after the video. That way, you know, if we have time, I can go ahead and ask him about the things that you guys want to know about these products. Um, but that will be Tuesday on Facebook, the normal time, the 6.30. It will be rebroadcast on YouTube, and it will be a podcast, too. Which, if you guys didn't know, we do do a podcast. Doo-doo, I said doo-doo. <laughs> um, and we do... What's up, James? Literally wearing the Halo t-shirt. Dude, they have Halo t-shirts? Really? We never got one. Those guys suck. Anyways, um, so... We do do a podcast, and the podcast is the Monday show, the Saturday show, and an all-original show Thursday that we just record as a podcast. Because there's no video, there's no way to hear it other than to go to the podcast. If you want to download the podcast, it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play, and it's on Podbean. All right, back to the show. Oh, crap. Oh. <laughs> How can I know if my car has an amplifier? Huh, great question. The easiest way to test if your car has an amplifier is to tone the speaker. So when you pull the radio out, what you want to do is take either a tone generator or a small little, those obscure 9-volt batteries. One of, these, one of these guys right here. Okay. And what you want to do is test to see if you can get the speaker to pop behind the radio. So if you pull the if you pull it out and like you plug in the aftermarket wiring harness and you you pop it and you get a sound with the car off, you know you don't have a factory amplifier. If you pop it or you're tapping and you get no sound or you're playing a tone generator and you get no sound, there's going to be an amplifier somewhere because something's keeping that speaker from from toning behind the radio. You have to go behind the radio though in order to do this. Okay. Hey guys, what size fuse do you recommend for the XR9015 amplifier to the battery? Also, what are your thoughts on using a circuit breaker instead of a fuse? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I've said it a dozen times, circuit breakers are not my thing. We had a bad experience with those many, many years ago, and I've never used a circuit breaker in a car since then. Um, 
That's just a personal preference of mine. I like Fuse. If I was going to, for that particular amplifier, I'd probably be something in the 120 range um, for that Fuse. Yeah. Most kits come with about that, even to 120, 150 would be fine for that. You just need something that's going to blow if you ground out your uh, 4 gauge wire. What you got? They said that we're playing hot potato with the phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that was my idea. Uh, okay, you have a bug? I have a bug. Oh, I didn't. There was something that was, uh, was yeah. There's probably new hitting that's coming out that has YouTube. Um, yeah, actually, the question, is there a Pioneer head unit that has YouTube? Yes, um, we actually have a video up already on that. All the NEX 20, the 1330, 1300, that, that whole NEX line will do YouTube. Um, go to the Pioneer 2018 or playlist, and we show you how to do it. It's already there. And I can tell you right now, it's not all that great. Very glitchy. Not, not because it's Pioneer's fault, but because you're trying to force that video through the USB, so it's not the cleanest thing. But the sound is okay. Um, Silverado got? 2018, what are my options for the head unit that will give me DVD also? Um, 2018 Silverado, if it has the little tiny 3-inch touchscreen in the dash and not the 8-inch, you could obviously replace it. PAC makes a dash kit for that, packdashaudio.com. As far as DVD players go with touchscreens, there's a ton of them out there. I mean, all the the EX series pioneers, like the 600EX someone asked about earlier, um, all the NEX radios. Uh, a Pioneer, if it has an AVH or an AVIC in front of it, it's got a DVD player built into it. Uh, Kenwood Exelons are also DVD players. You can get into the, the DDX uh, or DNX if you need navigation. Um, so there's plenty of them out there, and, and you know if you're trying to do it on the cheap, check out the uh, Kenwood um, something 350. Go to our 2018 Kenwood playlist. We just did a review on Kenwood's the the 350. It's a great deal and tons of features. Okay. Did... Okay. Does Kenwood 9903? Have a good night, James. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was saying goodnight. My bad. My bad. My <laughs> bad. Kenwood 9903s allow for dual camera front and rear? Um, 9903 around the 9904. Yes, the 9903. You can do a front-facing camera on. You can't do the... You can't do the dash cam, but you can do any form of front camera you want. And the cool thing about Kenwood, when you do add... You have to go into the camera settings, turn it on. You can use a rear-facing camera as a front-facing camera because you can do reverse image in the settings on the 9903. So if you if you buy a backup camera and put it on the front of your car, everything's going to be reversed. You can go into the settings if the camera doesn't have it and switch it there in the radio. Then when you activate the camera, there's a one-two switch. You just you, you, the radio the display goes into an H shape. You tap the center and you can switch between front and rear. You tap the bottom and it'll turn the camera off. It's pretty cool. Okay. Good? No? Yes. Sure? <laughs> Gonna burp, but I didn't. Does Haley have the same interest in, in electronics as you, or is she staying as far away from it as possible? Answer that. That's you. That's not me. I mean, do you want to do anything with electronics? 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not at all. You're going to college to do what? Going to where? College. <laughs> DJ College. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm um, studying biology and I want to be in orthopedics. So, with the body not with anything technology related. There you go. It's too confusing for me. No, it's not. Yes, it Anyways, is. so yeah. Do you see what is happening behind this camera? Yeah. What? Yeah, I yeah. don't know what any of that is. Yeah, it's cool. Um, uh, dad jokes, yeah. <laughs> hey, from Norway, what's up, man? Yes, I'm sorry. How's it going, guys? I have a 27. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Le Levi's a trauma surgeon. You can do it. So, there you go. Blood and guts, baby. That TV show kind of scares me. The you ER one? Yeah, you can do it. I have total faith in your ability. Thanks, Dad. Yep. <laughs> okay, how's right. it going, guys? I have a 2017 Chevy Cruze with the bow system. It sounds nice, but I'd like more. What do you guys suggest? Okay, so bow system 2000 Chevy Cruze. Depends what you want to do. I mean, that that car, right now, there's really no way, there's like no Amp Pro for that. Um, and the Amp Pro that's coming out in, okay, I take that back. There's no Amp Pro currently available from PAC and iData. Nav TV makes a most bus interface for Chevy that may or may not work with that. And I will tell you right now, the price is scary, but it'll get you a full preamp section on that. Now, when we had Jeff on the show Monday, uh, Jeremy was saying, and Jeff, uh, what they say, April, that the Pack Amp Pro would be available sometime in April to allow you to add amplifiers. I don't know if it's going to be available for the cruise yet, though. Most of the time, they just talk about the trucks. With that being said, you know, adding a simple subwoofer will allow you to get some bass in there. If you want to go higher than that, you're going to need some form of a processor right now today. So you'd want to check out something like the, um, you're going to need some probably some summing. So you're going to want to check out like the DS, uh, not the DSR, you're going to want to check out the DM608. As far as making it sound better, you're going to, you're going to have to strip it and start over. I mean, that's just where those cars are at. Um, kind of stinks. But yeah, because you're not going to replace the radio. That's the, so, all right, go ahead. Is it true there's a Pioneer head unit that's coming out that has YouTube? If so, have you seen it? I already answered that, yeah. That's already, oh. yeah, I sorry, I answered that when you guys were looking. My bad. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. What's the best way to fix a torn surround on a subwoofer? Torn surround on a subwoofer. I tell you what, EXO, go to EXO's YouTube channel. He did a really good job on how to fix a torn surround on one of the big SPL drivers. Um, he used... Uh, that funky foam mat that you get at like the craft stores and some uh, um, uh, uh, Jesus, I can't even think. Glue, it's glue for sure. Um, but he has he has his way that he fixes them. So check out EXO and maybe type in fixing this around. He did a good how-to video on that one. I'm looking to go with the 2330. The 2330, like I said at the, uh, the beginning of the show, Pioneer has announced that the 2330 and the 1330s are end of life, meaning there are no more being built by Pioneer. That's not to say there aren't any available still. They're going to be replaced here shortly by the 2440 and the 1440. They're going to be the exact same radios with a cool new model number. Fernando, why are you so quiet? 
Fernando's voice is messed up. He's got a sore throat. We brought Haley in to fill the spot. So that's why they keep passing the phone back and forth. Fernando's finding the questions and Haley's reading them for us. Thank you for coming in, Haley. No problem. And sorry we don't get to hear Fernando today. All right, what do we got? Hey guys, is there a plug I can get to replace the speaker output plug on my 2008 Prius JBL factory amp? So a lot of the times the JBL factory amplifiers just use the um, 1761 harness. Uh, what you'd want to do is go, uh, we really don't have a good way to search it, but a lot of the times the Toyota Tundra, hold on one second, there's two harnesses that we typically use. Let me see if I can find those. There's a second one. Uh, it is the, the, the BHA7992 and the BHA1761 are the two harnesses that we typically use in Toyotas. So you might want to check out those and see if they look like your harness in the Prius. Try, try a ginger root juice shot for your voice. Ooh. Or tequila. Isn't that what Aunt Franny tries? Probably. Drinks? That's what's nasty. Yeah. Okay, Aloha from Hawaii. Thanks for the shows. Very helpful question for tweeters. Do you need base blockers or crossovers? Base blockers are crossovers. So a base blocker, like a capacitor, is a 6 dB crossover. So on a tweeter, you're going to do something like a 3.3 or a 4.7 microfarad. Um, bipolar, not crazy. Um, and that will, it is a crossover. They're, they're the same thing. Uh, if you want to know more about like those type of crossovers, the small ones like that, we do in the install bay diet or not in the install bay videos. We have just one on those type of crossovers where we show you hooking them up to a tweeter, a mid range, and a little bigger mid range. If you'd like to know more about that, what's up from Louisiana? Okay, what's your experience with the Metro 99 784B for the Honda Accord? I want to install a double DIN in my 2016 Honda Accord, but heard horror stories with yes. this kit. So your horror stories are the same horror stories that we've experienced with the kit. I refuse to sell that kit because there again, no one that I have ever met or dealt with has ever had any positive luck with that kit. There are some people that say that they've done software updates on them. And then those same people have said that didn't work. Right now, uh, we have another guy that we deal with uh, that's a friend of ours. What he did is he went on to eBay and bought a second radio for it and buried it in the glove box. He cut the sides, the air conditioner sides off, and just stuck it in the glove box. And then lengthened the wires into that so that that whole top screen backup camera and all that stuff works. And then he put a new radio on the dash, just used the dash kit that you get from Skosh. What you got? Do you know of any aftermarket stereos that will fit in the dash of a 2015 Dodge Challenger? And how well does the Maestro work with them? I would be concerned about losing vehicle functions. Um, it's really the dash kit. It's It just comes down to the dash kit. Maestro, you know, I, honestly, I think the only people who make a dash kit for that is going to be um, best, or, uh, Metro. And the whole idea behind it is... It's going to be a hit or miss. I mean, Metro doesn't always do the greatest job when it comes to retaining stuff like that. Whereas when you use iData, the whole purpose of them is to retain everything that they possibly can retain. That's one of those cars that is just 
there's no good answer for it at all. I mean, we ran into that this week. We did a Ford Flex, and we ended up having to do a hybrid between the metric kit and a pack uh, because the way the two things work together, or the way the, the, the metric kit was working, we couldn't get it to do all the features we needed it to do, so we had to go ahead and add in some pack stuff to finish the job. It was a nightmare. But in the end, it worked out great, and we had all the features we want. So your car is going to be kind of like that. There is no amazing one solution, yay, that's going to make you happy. Chances are good if you go with the metric kit, you're going to be frustrated about something. And because iData doesn't make a dash kit for it yet, it's kind of a bummer. Okay. When do you have a dual battery? Yeah. When do you have a dual battery system? Do you connect your amps to the primary or secondary battery? You're going to connect, when you have a dual battery system, you're going to connect your system to the secondary battery and not the one underneath, not the primary battery. You're always going to go to the secondary battery. I also recommend not grounding your amplifiers to that secondary battery. Ground the secondary battery on its own and then ground the amplifiers also on their own. That's just a personal preference the way I like to do it. And I share that with you. Okay. Go ahead. Do I still need the audio control DQ61 to connect to my stock stereo. If I go with the audio control LC4800, if it accepts the high-low inputs with AccuBase? Yeah, yeah, okay. So the question is, do I still need to use my audio control uh, DQ, DQ61, which is an EQ with time correction analog processor when I hook up their new LC4.800? because the LC4.800 has an LC7i built into it? And the answer would be technically yes, because you need, if you want to use the EQ and the time correction, the LC version of the 4.800 does not have that. However, if you buy the DM or the D4.800, that's going to have the digital processor built into it, basically a DM608 built into it, in which case, Take all that stuff out now and you can go into your amplifier. The nice thing about the D4.800 is it also has a preamp level output, so does the LC, that you can use to go to your subwoofer or subwoofer amp. And if you get the D version, of course, you can e it has the EQ built into it. So if you're just going to do the LC4.800, keep that and don't worry about using the LC, the, the line input converter on your 4.800. Watching your vid videos, you use wire ends that keep wires from fraying when putting them in the amp. What are they called? Those are called ferrules, which keeps popping up in here. Basically, a ferrule, which I'll grab, I'll grab a really big one so it's easy to see. This is for a zero gauge. Um, it's a Why don't sleeve. You just go up there? What's that? Why don't you just go up there? Because I can hold this. This is gigantic. This is a, anyways, they vary in sizes. And what they're used for is when you put, you put the wire inside of it and it, it keeps all those little strands in a nice tight bundle so that when you compress it down, they don't, they don't like spread out or they rip and tear, it prevents all that. Depending on the size you go, if these are two really big ones, these you typically don't crimp. Um, they have a crimping tool. We have all this stuff listed on dnftooldrawer.com. You can pick up these cool little multi-kits these guys here this has a bunch or 
This one has a bunch for the little tiny wires, and this is just a straight up four gauge kit. When you order this one, it actually comes with the crimping tool for it, which is kind of nice. They make two different crimping tools. They make one that will crimp in a square and one that will crimp in a six-sided shape. Um, we have both. Uh, depends what you're doing. I like the six-sided shape better, personally, unless I'm doing a Rockford, in which case I'll go square because theirs are typically square and whatnot. But that's what they are. Okay. Dean and Fernando, in a race, who would win on building a wire harness? Oh, of course, man. No, probably him. Probably me. Do you say budget money? Um, it, the question was, what's up, Johnny? The question was, who owns Five Star? None of us here in this room own Five Star. Paul owns Five Star. So Paul's the guy you get when you call on the phone. He's the owner. I'm just an installer, and he's just an installer. And that's just Haley. <laughs> Haley, how old are you? Not old enough to talk I'm to people. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, okay. real quick, back to the ferrules. There's two places you can get ferrules. You can get ferrules from our DNF tool drawer. We the links to the where you can get them on Amazon. If you need to buy a whole bunch of them, like you're gonna buy 100 at a time or 25 at a time, um, you can get them from Ferrules Direct. They're just real picky and they want you to spend like 100 and some odd dollars there. So, you know, and they don't give you cool cases. We have some hardcore fans. We do. And that's why we like them. Perfect dad answer. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Is there a reverse harness, a harness that connects to the ohm head unit, available for a 2015 Chevy Silverado with the basic sound system? This one to make the T-harness. Okay, so you have the hardest harness, the hardest harness to find right now, if you're trying to find a reverse harness, for the Chevys. The reason why is because no one is making the Amp Pros or anything like that for it, so it's tough. However, if you go to go to Amazon and search like, or go to Google and search Bluetooth kit for your make and model, what you're probably going to find is like this is a car AV. These guys are out of Europe. And what they make is a bunch of T-harnesses to add Bluetooth modules to their cars. Because over there, you have to have Bluetooth to answer the phone. So this company makes a bunch of Bluetooth T-harnesses. So they are available, they're just not easy to find. Now, and like we said, April, you're going to have things like Ant Pros and stuff like that. And, there'll be, and once Metric gets around to making theirs, you'll have a T-harness that'll be a lot easier to find and cheaper. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Question, the Kenwood cord to mirror my phone, iPhone on my Pioneer AVH is no longer being sold. Any suggestions? It's actually still being sold. It's just hard to come by for some reason on the internet. Um, Metro does make one and PAC still makes one. You know, we gotta film that video. There is one harness you can buy that you have to just switch the red and the yellow wires and it's only like seven bucks. I tell you what, keep watching. We'll film that video next week and get it up as a real quick one. Uh, that way that'll solve that issue um, and get you guys back in adding that. So I apologize. I don't know what the part number is. It is only eight bucks on Amazon. So yeah, we'll make that video next week for sure um, and have that up for you next week. So just stay, watch the feed and uh, we'll put a link to it and all that fun stuff. Okay.
Um, my stereo starts humming when I plug in the charger. Is there a cheap fix? My stereo starts humming when I ch plug in. Oh, gee. okay. Sorry, I had to read it twice. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I, I was, I, well, I read that and I read that and it's, it says, you guys build harnesses for lazy people. Um, sometimes. <laughs> if we actually, if we know what we're doing, yeah, or if we, if we have the full picture of what's going on. Um, so, there's no, okay, have you tried different cables? So you get a buzzing sound when you plug in, have you tried different cables? Because uh, you shouldn't get any noise, there should be no noise coming from that. Um, that's weird. That's all I have to say is weird. See if you get the buzz. If you had an ox, you could try the ox. But I've never gotten a buzzing noise. The only time we've ever gotten a buzzing noise was when we were doing like some form of external USB charger, and like coming out of the aux jack into the radio, we got a buzzing noise there because you're just hearing the crappy charger charging the phone. Um, but you shouldn't get a buzzing noise. What kind of radio is it? Okay, go ahead. How can I get? rid of the distortion sound like a high-pitched digital chirp through my four channel amp and component speakers in my 2017 Camaro. Hmm. Um, you mean like the ding 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 sound? Yeah, no. How do I fix the humming noise I hear through my speakers when I press the accelerator? Uh, turn the gain down. Um, Oh, was it the same question? Yeah, almost. Almost the same question. How do I fix how many noise? Okay. Uh, okay. So, the one problem anytime you add a stereo to like a 2000, any GM where you can't interface in after the amplifier, you have a door chime noise. That's going to be stupid loud all the time. Uh, most of the radios now allow you to turn it down, but not enough to be of substantial yay. It's still going to be obnoxious. Um, it's just one of those things that we, we deal with. Now, if you're getting like a, just a hum, a weird hum sound, that's not normal in, at all. So I, I would need to know more about what kind of hum it is. Is it coming out of all the speakers? What's your opinion of Doug? I love watching Doug. Doug is great. I, we were just talking about it last week. Mm -hmm. you know. And, and uh, what I liked about Doug's show last week was when he built his whole truck back together and turned out the sub didn't work, and he still put up the video anyways. Um, he called it a win. But that's what he would do. I, 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 I still watch Doug. I think it's great. You know, why not? Mm. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> I watch your crap. You can watch mine. It's not crap. Okay. What do I need to retain a factory backup cam with the Pioneer AVX doubled in in my 2013 Corolla? 2013 Corolla trying to retain the factory backup camera. Okay, so there's two harnesses depending on the type of year, make, and model that you're going to need. Um, PAC makes the RP4.2TY11. Uh, if you don't need that, that's fine, but you can go to PAC's website and look at the instructions for that radio or for that kit. When you do that, on like page three or four of the instructions on the bottom, it shows two wiring harnesses. A TY11 or a TY10, TY11. Both of those are camera retention harnesses for the backup camera in a Toyota. See which one looks like your harness. The, that's the difference between the two is that they, they're just two different looking harnesses. Find out which one is your harness. Uh, you might be, I, sometimes they actually list the right one when you go to pack-audio.com and look up your car. They might actually list the right harness, the 10 or the 12. 
The other thing you're gonna need is a Volt 3.9. That's a Pack Audio Volt 3.9. That's a six, it's a three, six, three, six, three, five, six, nine volt power supply because those cameras and those cars only take six volts. You can't hook them up to 12 volts. So you're gonna need a Volt 3.9 for that. The RP 4.2 actually has a six volt feed coming out of it to power up the camera. So if that made sense to you, good. That'd be how you figure it out. Okay. I know, right? Dean killed it in the wire harness challenge. Thank you. Yes. I, yes. He's not good with confidence. Haley not allowed to watch Doug. Oh, no. She, I, I, every time I show her Doug, she just goes, This guy. <laughs> have you seen my, have you seen the latest Joey? I can't even pronounce his last name. Have you seen the latest Joey? Have you seen my latest Joey? <laughs> so, no. She likes some of my shows, I like some of her shows, and then she hates some of my shows, and, you know. You love all my shows. I do not love all your shows. <laughs> Whoa, no! MVH1400NEX review unboxing. I'd like to see a video before buying. The MVH1400NEX is the app radio. It's just the new app radio. We will be doing unboxings. We have tons of unboxings to do, and unfortunately, because it's tax season, and all this other silly stuff. Our cards have not been lining up this, this past two weeks at all for reviews. We were right on track and we were kicking it and, and getting them in and then I don't know what happened and it just went to turd. So we're trying to get back on with those. Um, it's a great radio. It's got a capacitive touch touchscreen. It's built on, you know, it's just an updated version of the app radio, which we did great with. You had that in your car if that was in your Explorer your radio and the Explorer that you're so sad you had to get rid of. Um, I love the radio personally, so I, I wouldn't, you know, check it out for sure. Soundman Boom. Ooh, yeah. Love that one. Okay. okay. AXDSP most one, I think, is it's, a bypass harness now for GM. Coming out any day now. Yeah, that would be it. Any day now, though, is any day now. Meaning any day. Could be a month, could be six months, could be tomorrow. So, but yes, that's the that's the harness. What? Okay. Six months isn't any day. More nine one one, please. We know, we know you love the nine one ones. We know. <laughs> Honestly, we know we could film nine one ones and just put those up uh, six days a week if we could, and we'd probably have a million subscribers. But we just don't film. We don't do. Luckily, we don't have to do enough of those. Oh my gosh, that would be terrible. Okay, what do you got? What's your opinion on premium car audio systems like Revel and Lincoln and Mark Levinson and Lexus? Uh, you know, premium sound system in cars, like mine has a Boston Acoustic in it. Uh, my wife's has the Bose. I hate them. I, I mean, I think they sound terrible. Uh, they, they make it a challenge for us to update. However, now with things like Amp Pro, it's actually finally a saving grace because if you had a Dodge that had a premium sound system or if you had a Ford that had a premium sound system and, and some of the Toyotas, soon to be more Toyotas, and of course the GMs, you have that premium sound system, it makes it very easy for us to update it. Um, you know, when it comes to premium sound, a lot of people, the, the first owners are typically generally happy with those. So like if you buy a brand new Lexus, you're typically happy if it has that Mark Levinson sound system in there and you're like, yeah, this is great, you know. Uh, it says what this guy's name on the door, so it must be good. Um, I'll reference it back to when Haley and I went to the Bose store in the mall 
and the guy was like, dude, you guys got to come in here. You got to hear this movie. Remember what was that, like Batman vs. Superman? Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, dude, you're going to love this. Sit down. Hey, hey, yeah, take front row, man. Yeah, right there, girl. Yeah, listen. You know, and, and, and she's just sitting there doing her face. Do your face. Okay. And we're, we get out of there, and we're riding down the escalator, and she looks at me, and she goes, hey, Dad, um, can I ask you something? I was like, yeah, of course. Was, was that supposed to sound good? And I was like, gosh, so sad. Because every night she sits at home and she listens to a stereo with, with multi-channel amplifiers, Morel speakers, and, you know, it's like, you know, when we turn this on, the lights dim. So, yeah, of course that sounded like crap. But it, it's, do you know, do you care, I guess is what I should say. If you don't know, then you don't care. Okay. Okay. I have an Alpine CDE-147BT. I've had it in different vehicles, and the harness is getting really short. Can I buy just the power harness? Of course you could buy just an Alpine power harness. Um, I believe it's Pack Parts. I believe is the company that sells the parts for Alpine. Packparts.com. Uh, it's a place in California. If you can't find one, go ahead and give Paul a call, 727-216-6170, and he'll actually sell you one. You can pay for it over PayPal, and he'll mail it out to you. Uh, we keep extras here because of cases just like this. Okay. Wisconsin is here. Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. It's cold there, Tim. It's cold. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, oh. go ahead. You guys put out some... I don't know. Somebody just died. <laughs> or fell. <laughs> you guys put out some great videos found through searching through your Tundra videos. What is the best sub choice for the SR5 2018 Tundra? It has the toolboxes under the rear seats. Ooh. So that's that little Tundra, is that little tiny one with the 210 box. Um, you know, when it comes to Shalomont woofers, we, we typically rock three different Shalomont woofers, depending on what we're doing. Uh, we'll either go with the Rockford P3 shallow mounts. Our favorite is going to be the Comp RT shallow mounts. And then in certain situations where the Comp RT, because that sticks out just a little bit more, we'll go with the Phoenix Gold shallow mount. Just like this guy right here. Those are the three shallow mount woofers we typically deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So one of those would probably do it for you. Oh, it is cold. It's 50 degrees now. <coughs> Actually, you know what? It it's might be close 66. to 60. It's 66 here. It's 50 in Wisconsin. So it's not doing too it bad. It's 50 the other night. Yeah, it'll be 50 tonight probably. I don't know. I'm not going out in this. Uh, Mississippi! Alright, what do you got? Who's next? Nothing. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Keep going. Uh, Warner Harris will go in a Mitsubishi Montero. Uh, for parts, okay, so anytime you're going to put a radio in a car, there's two places you can go. It's colder here in Canada. Of course it's colder there in Canada. It's Canada. Speaking of Canada, what did you do today, Haley? Beat them. <laughs> I went to the hockey game. <laughs> Who did the Lightning play today, Haley? The Canadians. The Canadians. Montreal. And you guys beat them 3-1? 3-2. 3-2 to in overtime? Yeah. And like quadruple Shut crazy up. A overtime. Shootout, yeah. A shootout. Okay, so there you go. It Sorry. Was great. Sorry. Um, we were working. We didn't get to see hockey. You uh, spelled it right. Um. Anyways, real quick, if you need wiring harnesses for cars, or you just want to check and see parts that are available for your cars, there's two websites that we use: pack-audio.com, which we always say on here, or metraonline.com. Basically, how it breaks down: if Pack makes it, we buy it from them. If Metro, if PAC doesn't have it, then we go to the Metro site and we buy it from them. 
Um, that's just how those two play out. Uh, if those two sites don't have it, then it gets really crazy and we have to go into our third tier sites, which we don't have time to list all those. Okay. My factory speakers are 525 doors in 6x9 and my 99 Park Avenue. Yep. But I, I want know. to use six and a half instead it's of the five and a quarters. Could I use adapter spacers or would I have to fabricate something? So the question is, in my Park Avenue, I got five and a quarters and I want to put in a six and a half. Now, the nice thing is, is a lot of companies make six and a half, six and three quarters, and sixes. Like Rockford in the Punch series makes all three sizes. The six inch would probably fit with some minor modifications. You may still have to make a new panel, but I would get the, you know, get the door panel off, get the speaker out, and see what kind of room you have. But the punch line is great for that because they have those three different sizes. You might be able to fit that six inch in there with no problems. I don't see you guys do a lot of big installs with larger amps. Is there a particular reason why? Small, okay, there's no particular reason why we don't do like huge systems with big amplifiers or anything like that. We've done them in the past. We've had a couple car videos maybe a couple years ago where we did like some of the bigger Rockford amps. Small amplifiers are all the rage right now. I mean, that's what people want. People don't want to see anything. They want to hide everything. They want small and convenient. So amplifiers like that big Phoenix Gold like we showed on Monday, they're just not what our clientele is, is all about at the moment. Um, you know, today we did a bunch of cars today, but Paul's new favorite amplifier is the Power Series 750.1. That was the, the thing's this big, and it puts out a thousand watts. This one had a birth certificate of a thousand ninety watts. So, not that we don't want to do those. It's just for what we're doing most of the time and where we're having to put the products to, to meet the customer's desire, they like small. Small is what they want. Um, I don't know, it's nothing, nothing against the big stuff, but that's just, we go with where the people want us to go. Okay. Any cons in installing battery isolators closer to the second battery instead of the primary battery under the hood? Oh no, you can install the battery isolator wherever you want. If you're talking about the big switching relay, um, typically when I install those, I would always put those in the back by the rear battery instead of the front by the front battery. But it's waterproof, so you can put it anywhere. If you want to put it under the hood, you can put it under the hood. If you want to put it in the back, you can put it in the back. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Put it wherever it's convenient for you. 43 here. Oh, wow. Ah, that's cold. And for all you guys that are colder than that, guess what? You win. I'll take the heat. I'll lose. I'll be a loser every time. <laughs> what? You want the cold? All right, well, you can go move up with Destiny. She's going to be in Ohio. Enjoy no. that snow. She went with the gray one. I know. She brought it by today. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> My niece just bought a new Jeep Renegade. Uh, they went car shopping for it yesterday. It's called the Trailhawk. The Trailhawk Edition Jeep Renegade. They went shopping for him yesterday. She made her decision this afternoon. Brought it by to show it to me and Fernando because they were at the, the hockey game. Um, so Wasn't it nice? It was very nice. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Wasn't the red cool? The red yeah. was, Fernando was in the little Jeep logos all over the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. What you got? Okay. What DSP, if any, do you recommend for a 2018 F-150 non-premium sound? was thinking JL Fix 86. JL Fix 86 is a great piece for sure. Um, what you might want to think about going with though, a little bit 
less money is the DSR-1. The DSR-1 will work in with that just fine. Um, if you want a T-harness, there's two T-harnesses that are available for that. We get ours on Amazon from Car AV. Uh, it is the, is this the F-150? Yep. Car AV makes a T-harness. It's the 12240. They take about two weeks to get to you, though. If you want another one, Metro makes theirs for their DSP piece that they make, which is also a pretty cool piece if you're into Metro. Personally, I would check out the DSR-1. Uh, it's extremely reasonable and does a lot of features. If you want to know more about the DSR-1, we have two great videos on that that you can go back a couple weeks and check out. Uh, we tell you all about the features that the DSR-1 is capable of and how to tune it from your uh, iPad or smartphone. Hello from El Paso, Texas. 80, 86 in Houston right now. Damn, you guys win. It's hot. You beat us. You're, a loser. You're more of a loser than we are. 28 degrees hot. in Michigan. How many? 28. Oh, forget that. Wait, you are in St. Pete, Florida in the chat? We are actually in Clearwater. We're <laughs> off of Gulf of Bay right off of, right across the street from the original Hooters. Go ahead. You need a new pitch. Sorry. Scotty said, okay, great show. Good night. Good night, Scotty. Thanks for tuning in. When are you guys getting that new Kenwood screen deck? Uh, the new Kenwoods have not shipped yet, so we're just waiting for them to come in. Uh, when we get those in, there again, we're going to try to do a review as quick as humanly possible because we know you guys just want to see it. I want to get it in so I can hook up the two screens and show you the new screen versus the other screen because I can't say old screen because they're going to keep those. Ah, yeah, Hooters, yeah, Windy City is 34 right now. Okay, so yeah, we want to get, we want to do an A-B comparison with those two screens right away just to show you guys what the difference is before we get to the review because I know that is going to be the number one question is how is the screen look? So that's priority number one is to do that. Hey from the UK. I'm going to figure out what's going on with Tony. What hood light are those? They are not snap-on. Okay, so we've done a, a tool review. Uh, you can check out the tool review. These are saber lights. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. Um, they're really nice. Who's they Tony? have, huh? Who's Tony? UK Tony. He hasn't been on the, the other show. Anyways, these. Oh, hold oh on. Saber makes two different styles. These are LED, and this, the, the new style, is rechargeable. So they don't have any cables. They have two brightnesses super bright and less bright. Uh, if you put them on full power, you get about two hours. If you put them on the less power, you get about three and a half, four hours. And of course you can run them plugged in, but that's Saber. And if you want to find them, you can find them where? dnftooldrawer.com. Okay, go ahead. Oh, 77 San Juan, okay. I'm looking to get a pretty big four channel amp, but I don't really see you guys running new speaker wire when you do a four by five channel. Do Oh, wait. And you use speed wire. Is there no benefit using better speaker wire? Uh, it really depends on the install. Actually, we do a ton of rewiring in the wire. We do a ton of, of actual speaker rewiring. It just depends on the job that we're doing. Uh, typically, the cutoff point is somewhere around 100 watts, depending on what speakers we're running. Uh, we'll use speed wire below that, and then if not, we'll go all the way up to uh, the, we'll, we'll run whatever size we feel we need after that. Is there a benefit? It just depends on the system. If there's already a factory premium sound system in there where they've put the bigger wire in it, sometimes there's really no need to run a bigger wire. That's entirely up to you, what? You said, when you said we're in Clearwater, he says, wait, you're in Florida? He's in St. Pete. 
yeah, yeah. St. Petersburg in the chat. Oh, my Not bad. All right, well, we're in Florida. Anyways, and we're in Clearwater. <laughs> anyway, so running, you know, running new speaker wire is, is great. However, it has become more of a challenge depending on what you're trying to do. So a lot of the times in these newer cars, they use plugs that plug into the doors. So if you can't get through that, then the next best thing for us is we'll go into the kick panel because on these new cars, we're not going to drill a hole through that harness if we, because I'm not going to drill a hole through a door and ruin somebody's door boot. That would be terrible. Um, so we will run, you know, new wires up to the kick and then into the doors. Uh, let, you know, let the factory wire go into the doors. We'll just maximize that wire run potential, I guess. But yeah, I mean, we just do whatever we need to do for the job we're doing. And most of the time we're using smaller five channel amps that you really don't need to run a big power wire, a big speaker wire for. But run it, there's nothing wrong with it. What can I, what can I use to install an amp in a 2017 Silverado non-Bose and not amplify the door chimes? Is there a kit that separates the chimes with the stock HU? Okay, so as we said earlier, the, the factory door chime and the Chevys suck. There's, there's no other way to put it. Um, what we've done in the past for that is we just tap into the rear speakers. The rear speaker is more or less full range. Uh, we still recommend running some kind of an EQ off of the rear speaker. So like let's say a DSR-1, a DM-608, or any other form of EQ DSP that you want to run off of the rear speakers. Then what you want to do is take that front speaker wire, that one of the front speakers, preferably the driver's front, take that output from the radio, connect it to a small like two and a half, three and a half speaker up underneath the dash, um, or take one of the like the rear six and a half. You can mount that up in the dash and fire it down. Then take the fader and fade the radio all the way to the rear. Now what that'll do is that'll, like the door chime, just come out of that one front speaker. Uh, you'll get your Bluetooth, you'll get your chimes, you'll get your backup sensors. Any sound that that speaker makes, it'll make. But because you're faded to the rear, you won't get any sound from it. The door chimes and all that stuff don't work off the fader. So even if you have it faded to the rear, you're still going to get your door chime. Unfortunately right now, there's no bypass for that. However, in April, supposedly, uh, even if you don't have a factory premium sound system, the most bust adapter should still work in your car and give you the preamp level output. So you could do what I said now to get you by in a pinch and then just wait in April once we get that amp pro and we'll see if we have a solution for that. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed. That's what they're telling me, but I'm still finding it hard to believe. So that'll be nice. Okay. Joshua said 48,000 subscribers. Hit that 50 soon. I really want to hit 50 because that's, you know, that's a big deal. And uh, thank you guys always for watching the videos. Uh, I know I can't comment. Um, we had 3,100 3, comments last month, which is great. I love the comments. I try to read as many and try to answer as many of them as I can. A lot of times I read them, I scan over them, and then I can't answer them because, you know, I'm, I'm in the office there over in the corner, and then i got to get back to work. Um, but, no, we love the comments. I wish I could answer more of them for sure. I thank you guys so much. And I want to thank you guys, too. You guys that have gone on and given us Google reviews, that's great. You guys are the best for sure. What's so funny? Nothing. You sure? Okay. Um, but, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I can't tell you how thankful we are for you guys getting this involved in our channel. It's, it's really kind of cool. Well, it's actually not kind of cool. It is cool. What am I saying? I'm getting exhausted. What time is it? Do we know? 
Seven. Seven. All right, cool. Do you got any quick questions I can bang through real fast? Okay. What website tells the T harnesses for the Chevy Silverado to add a four channel amp? So for T harnesses, we just do searches. I search for Bluetooth radio replacement harnesses and for that make and model. Um, you may also want to check metraonline.com makes because they have their new version of the Amp Pro and they sell T harnesses standalone for that because they make a one size fits all brain box. Um, that's up to you. We do buy their T harnesses though so that uh, we don't have to cut harnesses. Um, so that's really nice there. Uh, any good single den Android radios? Not that I'm aware of. Um, Dean, go get his power. Oh, power probe. Dean, go get the power two. Power probe three? Mm -hmm. um, we have the two. I have the two. I never used the power probe, to be honest with you. We bought we bought something that's real similar to it that um, I don't even know where I put mine. We bought this guy here, which is very similar to the Power Probe, other than the fact that it doesn't put out power. Uh, it's a MassTech MS8212A. They're only like 40 bucks. I just bought them to try out. It's really nice. It's the same basic idea as that, and it has a digital multimeter and all that fun stuff built into it. Okay, what you got, another one? Um, what is Speedwire? All right, real quick before we go, we'll talk about Speedwire. We do have a video up on Speedwire uh, in the install bay video, but basically Speedwire is a wire here that looks like a pore gauge. you have a knife? Yeah, I do. Inside, Speedwire. Camera here. Oh, sorry. Is that face better? No. I didn't think so. Okay. Inside Speedwire, you have eight wires. You have the eight speaker wires that you normally run. So you have your sets of white, you have your set of gray, your set of purple, and your set of green, striped. So you have solid green, striped green. And then you also have a blue wire for remote turn-on. So the idea behind this is that if you're putting in an amplifier or you need to do high level or anything like that, instead of having to run four individual speaker wires to them, you can run this nice double shielded four gauge size wire. It's very convenient, it makes life real easy. It's also nice too to have some of it around just because sometimes you need speaker wires to lengthen harnesses that are cut too short, you can solder them in. Uh, they sell it in a giant roll of course and then they have a 25 foot roll that you can buy. Um, I think we actually have that on the tool drawer also. So Speedwire is nice. It's made by Stinger. This particular Speedwire is made by Stinger. There are some other brands that make very similar stuff too. I know Metro has theirs and a couple other companies. Make sure if you're going to buy another company's other than the Stinger Speedwire version, it's 100% copper because there are some aluminum versions out there, a little fatter. Not as good. Will an right. XM antenna work through the back glass if I mount it inside the car? Okay, so here in Florida, because we are on the far side of the Sirius XM satellites, we always put our cars out, we always put our antennas on the outside of cars. If your car windshield, windshield or back window has any form of metal in it, it's not going to work. So uh, if there's metal tint or anything like that, it's not going to work. You can literally, antenna signal, no signal, antenna signal, no signal. Um, if you're going to have to put it somewhere around a window, 
Uh, try putting it at the front window. I know it can go underneath fiberglass though. So if you know you like a Corvette or something like that or a sports car, if there's any form of plastic panel on the outside of the car or a fiberglass fender or something like that, you can mount it underneath that with no problems. A lot of the times in the Corvettes, we'll put them underneath the fiberglass panels and they work great, no issues whatsoever. So that's something to think about. Don't necessarily worry, glass has metal, so that could be a problem. All right, guys, that's going to be the last question. It's Saturday, which means it's the weekend. You guys need to go have fun with the day you have left. Tomorrow's our only day off. We're going to party like it's 1999. Oh, yeah. No. No? no. All right, well, tomorrow's actually family day, so we're going to do something family-orientated. Lots of fun. What are we doing, the Strawberry Festival? Yay, Strawberry Festival. Um, so you guys have a great night. Thank you for watching. You can find us on Patreon. You can find t-shirts oh at teespring.com. Wait, was an hour tonight? I know, it's great. Yeah, set your clocks oh ahead. Uh, you can find t-shirts at teespring slash store slash five-star car stereo. What am I missing? Oh, dnftoolsrow.com. You guys have a great night. Hope Fernando feels better and gets his voice back by next week. We've got two big shows coming up. Don't forget we talked about Tuesday. We have our special guest from Alpine coming on. Facebook Live. We'll rebroadcast that Wednesday. And as always, we do the Monday show at 6.30. It's a lot of fun. Be there. Don't be there. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you, Haley. Bye.